Why? Oh, I need to change the, the scene. <laughs> Why, hello! And it's not saying that we're we're streaming. I'm not in charge of this, so... Doesn't it, doesn't it usually it. tell you when you're Sometimes. streaming? Oh, they can see me, oh, so they can I guess see. you're okay. Alright, there we go. <laughs> Hi! Thank hello! You, thank you for joining us for Season 27, Episode 3 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. And I'm Kimmy. And it's just the two of us. But Kimmy's yeah. back. Yay! I'm so excited to talk to adults. We've it's missed amazing. your face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. In this, uh, in this episode of Happy Jack's Overview Podcast, Leatherneck writes in about lessons learned from online gaming. Mo asks about games that address challenging topics. And Ben from Tejas sends us a GMing exercise. But Ooh. first, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We have a forum, happyjacksforum.com. That's happyjacksforum.com. And we're on the social medias, happyjacksrpg, all one word, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and MeWe. And if you want to watch the show live, you can go to happyjacks.org slash live at mm-hmm. 7.09 p.m. Pacific time every <laughs> Friday. Every Most Friday. Fridays. Yeah. A lot of Fridays. We've had, we've had, a, we've had a few cancellations. Yeah, that's what happens in pandemic times. Yes. Well, I, um, I, I have so I, many house projects. It's like yeah. I'm in the middle of this, but I got, hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm painting my house, which is yeah. an epic uh, undertaking. Yes, it really is. Um, and oh, I did want to make one announcement mm-hmm. um, about Rainbow Railroad. Mm-hmm. So we are slowly working at getting all the the awards and the rewards out. So I know that some of you have reached out and been like, hey. I'm super patient, but it's been a few months, and I apologize. There was a pandemic, and then there was a baby, and just things have kind of spiraled. I had a, I was, I had confidence in my ability to be a very productive new mom. <laughs> and it, I'm just gonna like, if either of those things had happened, but not the other, yeah, it would have been no fine. problem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, pandemic and baby on top of that, even my amazing organizational skills, sort of like. Yeah. Oh, oh, and a Kickstarter. All those three things right. together. So even my amazing organizational skills kind of fell behind. So I am taking care of that. You are not forgotten. There's a spreadsheet with all of your names and all the re- rewards you're getting. I'm still in touch with Dice MV and a lot of our um, uh, the people who donate their awesome gifts. Some of them are sitting right here next to me and just needing me to drop them in the mail. So I apologize. But you are not forgotten. We are. You are very appreciated. Um, you know, we we love that you participate in Rainbow Railroad. Um, please do it again next year. Know that. All those things will not happen. This perfect, you know, mix of baby pandemic and, you know, Kickstarter, all these things. So, yes, we have not forgotten you. We love you. Please be patient. I had, please. I had Zanku chicken for dinner. And Zank, no, you can't. If you were here, if you I, would yeah. know. <laughs> I can see you belching on the thing. <laughs> they have, they have, they give you those little cups. And I think it's uh, like mashed garlic. Oh, yeah. That's like mixed garlic, maybe yeah. olive oil or something, and then it's mixed until it's like a paste, right? Yeah. And I love paste. that shit. Yeah. So I take, I'll take a pita and I'll break it into little pieces and I'll scoop some out and. <laughs> hop, 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 yeah. hop. Wow. I, <laughs> I'm almost clearing myself out of the room with each with each burp. It is amazing. <laughs> it's all garlic all the time. Wow. So if you just like disappear. I'll know what happened. It's if like I, your if, burps became even too much for you. I'm really glad there's no one here right now because it would be. I mean, I'm I'm not kidding. I just that would burp I just did. Yeah. It, it just the garlic smell just hung right in front of my face. It was like I'm wearing See, a mask. Yeah, you're getting all these bad habits. So when we all end up back in the studio, we're just gonna be like, oh god, what's well, like to break you? Well, I have to go to work every day, but on weekends it's like I don't need to shower today. No one's gonna see me. Who cares? I let my hair grow for like a three day weekend. Yeah. No, my hair. Oh. First first off, pure white. Really? Yes, completely white. You uh-huh. can see a little bit of the male pattern baldness, but not as much as I thought you you would. I mean, I do have stubble coming up here. Oh. But, but when it after the after day 3, it looked like I was wearing a halo. Cuz it's just like this this like <laughs> <Baby> white <fine. laughs> shine. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. 
That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, lessons learned from online gaming from Leatherneck. Hello, Happy Jack's crew. Yeah. This is Leatherneck, fresh from trub- from troubling virtual gaming. Like most of us, my friends and I have been social distancing and trying virtual tabletop to get our game fix. Here comes a burp. <laughs> I use the mute button just for Canada. Um, they appreciate uh, it. I, they, they will. Uh, uh, we had some problems, and this is my lessons learned. And there's another one coming up. Uh, I hope this helps someone. We'll tag team. I'll say, please have a work from home drink. Absolutely. Not the first. Um, after three attempts to game, with one being a complete failure, tag team Steve, go. Uh, one being a complete failure. You weren't following along? No, I was trying to, to burp. It, there's, it's stuck now. Oh. So now it, it's, it's like. It's shy. It's like got performing anxiety. And usually if I drink a little water, it's like, oh, I'll make a little room and blip, here it comes. But not this time. Now it's still stuck right there. Now, two times and a complete failure due to communication we have met and discussed the issues and found potential solutions what went wrong number one the voice chat in the virtual tabletop didn't work for everyone boo uh two people became upset that things were not completely ready and there were problems three players got lost in some maps and couldn't find their figures four (laughs) boisterous table talk and communicating with table neighbors caused confusion for everyone oh that's bad form yeah. Five bad die rolls. Six too many trying to help with technical issues at the same time. That's always helpful. Yes. Seven delay of die rolls from the server. Eight Ooh. novice at virtual tabletop trying to use too many features. That yeah. reminds me of the first online game that I ran. <laughs> uh, potential solutions: voice chat. Have an online gathering several nights before the virtual gaming session to work out the voice problems. Be ready for a plan B if you plan to use... Uh, you, the virtual tabletop. The, the virtual tabletop voice system. It See, that one I did... That yeah, you, that's you it. just went It's like, I'm not coming out until you unmute that mic, motherfucker. It wants to be appreciated. Right. It, yeah. well, my, I think my guts hate Canada. And they Maybe. want Canada to be pissed off. I feel like your guts hate a lot of people. They do. They do. Like, like most of the time, it's like you hate their guts, but your guts hate everyone else. Yes, my guts are full of bile. <laughs> bile. <laughs> um, the voice system has issues that cannot be worked out. Uh, alternatives, alternative voice communication. Alter- Skype free and can be used on mobile devices. Up to twenty-two connections in a conference call. Not a bad idea. Skype is reasonably smooth for voice only. It is. Um, it, I think there have been some improvements. I haven't used it since the pandemic. I know that they did some updates. Um, it's still like kind of clunky software compared to other things that are out there now, um, unless they fixed that in the last few months. Well, Microsoft bought it, so no. Yeah. Well, and it's <laughs> plus it's 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 one of the older voice oh, yeah. talking systems. So it it tend like at the time when it came out, like cutting edge, amazing. We've used it a lot for different things when people call into the show from remote and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but since then, it's such a, a bloated program for what it really does. Right. So. Uh, Discord requires someone to host the server. Further research required for software and browser use. Yeah. I, Discord have- is good. It's a free option. Um, someone does have to host the server. It's very popular for gaming, both video game coordination and, and tabletop gaming. Uh, Team Speak. Requires a paid server. Many online game groups already use TeamSpeak. Software needs to be installed on a PC, free, or a mobile device. One dollar! Yeah. I've never used TeamSpeak. Have you ever used TeamSpeak? I used it um, when uh, I was in a guild in WoW. I'm pretty sure that's the one we used. Um, Bob, for Bobcat a while. says TeamSpeak is junk. Yeah, <laughs> it's not great. <clears throat> See, now they're flowing free. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's. It's not great either. It's also kind of older, I think, if I yeah. remember correctly. Uh, Steam Chat requires a Steam account and Steam installed on the computer. An app is available available for both iOS and Android. I have not used that. Yeah, never mind. Zoom, which we're oh using God. right now. Uh, many people so already much. have a Zoom have Zoom set up and ready to use. That's probably yeah. true, especially if they're working from home. Yeah, and they have a bunch of features that they've come out with in the last few months. Um, just because of necessity. Right. <laughs> so I can now run a 
class of 36 kids with it and they can raise their hands with little buttons and stuff so oh, that's fantastic it's kind of interesting yeah it's 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 a little it's a little weird but yeah it's cool the one thing I wish it did is, um, and this would make it even better for gaming too, is um, the can't you can only be have one camera per person. Uh-huh. So as a presenter, I can have the camera showing me, or I can have it showing my desktop. As a teacher, I'd love if I could like split the screen, um, like like an OBS or something, um, and have like part of my little square be me and part of my square be like another camera that's facing down so I could do like a math problem or something. That sounds like a good upgrade for Zoom to be working on right now. It would be fantastic. And it would be fantastic for gaming too because as the GM... Oh, you have know, the map and than, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You or can anything. have your map there and you could move people's pieces rather than using often very clunky online software, which is another thing that he was talking about for the map, which sometimes can get really confusing and it can be easy to lose track of whose piece is where and stuff like that. Right. So I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm skipping to like the map part, which is the next little subheading. Uh, phone teleconference. iOS is limited to five, and Android is limited to ten people. Ten people should yeah. be enough for a game. If you have more than more than ten people in an online game, you're asking for it. Yeah. Even in person, you're asking for right. it. Right. Uh, further research required for cross platforms. Yeah. Uh, maps. Avoid using overly large maps. I learned yeah. that myself. Uh, <laughs> small and medium sized maps. Hold on. Yes, Zachary. This. No, I do not. My, my son is cleaning his closet. Uh, small and medium-sized maps are easier for players to get and keep their bearings. An idea is to keep the virtual maps smaller than what will fit on your real-world gaming table. Break up large, detailed maps, mapped areas into smaller maps. Do not zoom in and out of a detailed map, city map for action scenes. See, that's what I tried to do when I ran that when I ran that yeah. that GURPS fantasy game. Mm-hmm. I made a super super high resolution map of the entire city, but you could oh. but you could zoom in and like here's an alley and here's the hexes that each represent two me- two meters or two yards mm-hmm. or whatever they use. Yeah. So the whole entire map could be a combat map. If anywhere they wanted to fight, I could find that location and zoom in on it and everyone could look and move their pieces and everything and I yeah. crashed it because it was like a 16 gigabyte image file. Mm. It was yeah, a- that's a- but very ambitious of you. It would have been so awesome if it had worked. Yeah. Um, I feel like it could have. Like You just need a different way of doing it. I wouldn't be surprised if I had brought down whatever gaming service I was using at the time. Because it was well, a yeah. big file. This is yeah. a long time ago. This has got to be, what, eight years ago? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, the, the, like nowadays, you could, if you were using Zoom and it was running on your computer, you could just share your screen oh, and yeah. it probably would be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and virtual tabletop, I'm going to break up large detailed maps. Do not zoom in and out of detailed cities. Uh, instead, have an overview map that is viewable in whole screen on a screen and separate it and separate detailed maps for action scenes that's a good idea mm-hmm. communication control many gamers are used to a boisterous table table talk and conversation with neighbors what so, but well we stream so we we've trained ourselves not to do that but if we never streamed we'd be jabbering all the time I feel like the listeners are like saying no you still talk like all the fucking time we're better than we were. But it's still something that's like we're way better cats. than we than we were before we streamed. <laughs> yes, no, one hundred percent. And even when we started streaming, or even when we started actual plays, like we learned not to order Chinese food and sit there eating it. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those days. That was awesome. Except the garlic cheese chicken. platters, and, right? And yeah, glittering night. Oh man, we, I'm the so sorry, people. Charcuterie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, an idea for keep small been screened separated oh, communication control sorry mm-hmm. uh, uh table talk and neighbors such communication is to be done through text chat good idea mm-hmm. either I think there are people that sometimes will use slack for that even when we're sitting here at the table yeah we do that a lot actually um and as a GM I've done that where and you do that all the time you slack people yeah private information or things that are like communiques you did that in Exodus you do that in all the vampire games a ton um, either to, uh, d- done through text chat, either to the group or one to one. When too many are talking at once, there should be an agreed upon polite command from the GM slash host that quiets everyone and allows voice communica- communication to continue. Try yeah. to keep voice chat to one person speaking at a time. Well, yes, absolutely. Otherwise, it's you. No one understands what's being said. The new thing for Zoom that mm-hmm. they did for the 
teachers, you can actually run a meeting where nobody's allowed to talk until you unmute them. <laughs> so you can go through and make them raise their hand and unmute them individually, like as they raise their hands, and they're the o- that's the only way they can talk. That's excellent. <laughs> that's a brilliant good. idea. It's not, it's not good for a game, probably. <laughs> that's a terrible game, but... Depends. For a teacher, I appreciate that. Depends on your table. I can see some GMs wanting that kind of that kind yeah. of power. Uh-huh. Uh, when tech- technical issues occur, only the designated technician and the person with the problem are allowed to communicate verbally. All hints and suggestions are to be sent to that t- technician by a text. Well, you must have had a clusterfuck of a technical issue. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> have no, no. To come up with that. This strikes me as someone had like a small mic problem, but when you have a table of nerds, like all five people were shouting how to fix the problem at the same time simultaneously. Right. Um, Open the control panel. Click on that. Jessica. (laughs) 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 Nobody could hear what anybody was saying. Nobody could follow any directions. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Too many virtual toys. Yeah. Yeah. The GM host slash host should follow the rules of keep it simple, stupid. If possible, try virtual toys in advance with other players. If not able to, forego those virtual tabletop toys. Virtual character sheets should not be required if it isn't required at a real-world table. I agree. Unlucky die rolls. There is no situation available to replace the virtual tabletop random number generator. Most GM's hosts are unwilling to move their work from one VTT system to another because it takes a fuck ton of time to put it on one or the other. I do remember that. Even if a player is unhappy with their perceived bad die roll streaks, couldn't they? Well, I don't know how some of these systems work. They might integrate the die roll into actually what happens at the table. Yeah, but maybe. Couldn't you just let the players roll? I mean, if, that, assuming yeah. you have a trustworthy group. That's what I've always done because it's like there's a million. I know Jason has run some stuff where he used like a, a virtual uh, roller and stuff like that. And there's a couple of good ones out there. Um, but like when we did our online groups game that Mook ran and stuff like that, it's like just let them roll at the table. Yeah. If you don't trust them, you shouldn't be playing with them anyway. Um, if everybody really wants, like for streaming, like like I know people like seeing the roles, right? Um, like from the audience perspective, not because they don't trust you, but because it's like, hey, that's interesting to see. Um, but if you're just playing with friends, like just don't worry about it. Like right. just roll dice. And the thing- and then when yeah. someone cheats, you can write in another email about it. Right. Oh, yeah. Content. Um, <laughs> yeah, content. And the other, the, um, the other thing to remember about dice rollers is that most of them use pseudo-randomly generated numbers. They don't use yeah. true randomly generated numbers. If you go to random.org, you, I, think, I think they actually have come up with some way, I don't know, they look at, th- to get the seed numbers for the, for the randomizer, it looks at like some static radio transmission or something. I don't remember exactly how they do it, but mm-hmm. they found something that's truly random. Wow. And then they that gives them their seed number for everything else. Yeah. So most of them are based off like the clock on your computer and stuff, so they're not yeah. super random. And the, I mean, the, and there have if you've ever I don't we talked about this years and years ago, mm-hmm. back back in the day when when online gambling was real popular, especially online poker playing. There mm-hmm. were people who had figured who were able to figure out. They would use. They would all play. They'd play on the same system, and they were able to figure out by the hands they were getting after a certain number of hands, they could figure out. The, the what either the seed numbers or the algorithm that was used to figure out the random number, oh. and so and then they could start predicting them. Yeah. So then you, suddenly you know what everyone else else's cards are. Yeah. Which wow, yeah, That's very sophisticated. But when you're dealing with you know if you can cheat and actually make as much money as you want, you're going to have a lot of people who are going to try to do that. Highly motivated. Exactly. Um, Patience required. Patience required. Virtual tabletop is new to many gamers, and problems should be expected. Patience, empathy, and understanding will help everyone at the virtual table have an enjoyable time. Gaming is an escape from the stresses and troubles we are experiencing. However, we may find our stress level levels are higher than normal, and we rage or snap at our friends. Remember, mm-hmm. we are friends, and as always, we will hug and make up at a safe social distance. <laughs> yes. It is. It's a it's a whole new world for everybody, like figuring out how to do literally everything online. Um, so yeah, I mean, it takes, there's a learning curve. Um, don't be afraid to like mess around with different tools. Like it sounds like you've tried a bunch of the different voice ones. And yeah, different people are going to prefer different ones. 
Um, and a lot of it will depend on which one they're most comfortable with. Right. So. And and also, it, it, you know, I, I only used these years ago, and I'm sure they've gotten better now. But it's a lot of fucking work to set some some of that stuff up if you're the GM. And so someone's like, can we even do them? It's like, fuck no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. And yeah. if you can play, you know, a theater of the mind where you're just using teleconferencing software, that's as easy as it gets. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what a lot of people, like, I mean, that's what most of the Happy Jacks games are doing. I know uh, Jason was using some other stuff too, um, but yeah. Um, there are some really, if you are doing D&D, um, there are some really great online platforms for that specifically, right. but it's really hard if you're using other games. And if you're using virtual tabletop, it sounds like you're using it probably a different system. Um, so, uh, yeah, actually, virtual tabletop is actually very cool. It's like older software a little bit, but I'm actually working to build Decuma in there. Oh, so cool. That's kind of, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Um, so I just, need to answer the chat room again. For those of you yeah. who arrived late, I had Zanku chicken with this garlic... <laughs> olive oil paste and I ate a lot of it. Yeah. I'm glad Just be like... glad you're not here <laughs> witnessing the burps in person. Yeah. Because it so, is rank. Uh, yeah. You get to read the next two emails since that one was so long. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I just, I'm just glad that we're like circling back to the important parts of the show to <laughs> reiterate <laughs> the, the Zane Q burping parts. Well, it, it, All right. my my gastrointestinal system has always been a subject of the show. Absolutely. Happy yeah, Jack's RPG of... and Stu's gastrointestinal system podcast. <laughs> that was actually the original name. <laughs> but it just I, was too long for I hashtags. Could, I couldn't find the, the URL. Yeah. The URL, the URL was already taken. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Who knows? Uh, all right. Fucking Games squatters. that address challenging topics from Mo. Hey, Jackers. Happy Friday. I love seeing some of the innovations in gaming. It, it seems gaming started off as wish fulfillment and has grown and matured in some awesome ways. Some games outright address some challenging subjects. Bluebeard's Bride and Harlem Unbound come to mind. Uh, what in, uh, what in a game attracts you to engaging in challenging topics, and which leave you impressed by the attempt but reluctant reluctant to engage? What seems to be the difference? Um, Pergada dos. Pergada dos. I'm not Some, great with other languages. I'm sorry. I'll uh, look that up. It looks like Spanish. <laughs> I would guess Spanish. Yeah, because dos. I know that. I know. Um, a technical question. In the new reality, mo- why don't we go to, with, let's talk about the first part first. Question. That question. means question. <laughs> Pregunta. In, oh, yeah. In Spanish. I know that. Pregunta. Pregunta. I feel like there's supposed to be a little thingy over one of the... Um, it doesn't show it in the... Oh, in, uh, on Google Translate, but it may... It, I didn't type it in with one, so it may just be showing me what I typed. I got pretty good Spanish in college when I took it. I, I took like three years of it in college, and then that was a really long time ago now. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's do the first part, and then we'll go to Pregunta Dos. Okay. Um, so, what are some, uh, what in a game attracts you to engage in challenging topics, and which leave you impressed by the attempt, but reluctant to engage? And what seems to be the difference? I'm still in the wish fulfillment phase, <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> The, the the thing that I thought I, I thought was interesting and it, where did I see that article? Was it in Polygon? I can't remember where I saw it, but someone posted an article that they had come up with an alternative for the races in D anD D, and instead of using races, you had backgrounds, and you could pick, but, kind of pick and choose. Did you, did, you, did you see that article? Yeah, they were doing that, and now they're actually. I mean. We can go into a whole spiel about what Watsi said lately, but um, right, well, they, that's they, they, they talked that, about the fact they're going to change it. Yeah, they were talking about mm. the next in the next edition. Now that you know people have slowed down on buying fifth edition, they have to come out with the next edition. Well, yeah, they're like they're like college textbooks. Um, well, so the next edition, there, they've talked about doing only, that instead. There's only one player's handbook. Fourth edition, <laughs> you had three players' handbooks. You had two yeah. or three GM G, DMGs plus. Mm-hmm. A, a, I mean, they came out with tons of books for fourth and fifth. It's like, no, we're just going to come out with these few things here. And then yeah, they'll fix that in the next edition, probably. Yeah, they probably risk. <laughs> wow, we didn't make as much money in the fourth yeah. edition, um, and everyone hated so, the fourth edition. Yeah, so that's something that they they've um, talked about doing. So yeah. I, I do hope they do that. 
because that I think that's a hundred percent what they should do. Mm-hmm. You should get physical attributes only from you know and uh, from you know whatever race or species you choose, and then your character part, what you know, your personality, beliefs, and stuff happen with your background. So, um, I, sorry, I, I went off on a tangent there. Now I lost what we're talking about. Oh, uh, to en- engage in challenging topics. Um, I think the thing that attracts me to engaging in challenging topics are um, topics that I either feel like I need to learn about. If I'm in a group where I feel like I'm in a safe place where I can learn about that mm-hmm. and and put myself in someone else's shoes in a safe place with people who are more informed about it, because mm-hmm. I think that's a really important aspect of it. Um, like if I, um, you know, want to play a character where I am kind of exploring um, like a sexuality where it's not someone who's heterosexual. Like if I wanted to be a character who's bi or ace or something like that, like I would want to be at a table with it. It's a safe place where there are people there who are informed where if I was like, Hey, is this the right way to go about this? Like, is this, you know, where I could like learn from it, not putting pressure on them to like teach me. Right. But like where it was, if I'm at a table with all people who don't know anything about that, me exploring that doesn't actually teach me anything. Right. So you need to be at a table with people who are informed about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that attracts me to that is if it's something that I feel very strongly about. Um, and like, for example, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do shameless self-promotion here, but um, when I wrote um, Virgins and Vixens, it's all about, you know, the tropes of women in fairy tales and folklore. And it's like, oh, the princess, the evil witch. So like, you know, I want people who are interested in engaging in that game to want to question those things, to build on those things, to, you know, explore and make these tropes deeper. Um, Cause you start out as a very tropey character. And as you play, you get to, you know, make yourself more complex. Right. So that's kind of my, you know, as a game designer, um, that's what I want people to want to, to, to pl- who are interested in that, to play that game and explore that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of these games have something like Bluebridge Bride and Harlem Unbound are very specific things um, in PBTA that like, like Bluebridge Bride, it's, you know, very kind of feminist and, you know, kind of horror related. Um, but it's about like strength and women and things like that. Um, Harlem Unbound, I know a little bit less about it. Um, but again, it's got a very specific thing that you're supposed to kind of explore. Right. Um, and there's a lot of these PBTA games that are designed for that. Like this is, the theme of this, I want you to play this and explore that. Right. Um, and what seems to be the difference? This is a very, like, if this, I feel like this is a question I put on a test where I really wanted kids to, like, prove they knew what they were talking about because <laughs> there's, like, multiple questions and mm-hmm. explain why. Um, I feel like the things that I'm reluctant to engage in are things that... Um, are games that have things that I feel like I don't know very little about mm-hmm. or that aren't my purview. Like I feel very um, empowered to play games about feminism and being a woman or things like that. There's some things like, you know, playing a game about being a person of color, like that's not me. So I feel a little he- reluctant to engage in that sometimes, not because, uh, just because that's not my lane. So if I'm playing with people of color who are like, hey, come play this game with us, then I feel more empowered to do so. But I do have a little bit of hesitation and I don't know that, you know, different game designers like have different opinions. Some of them are like, no, I want you to play this game, right. you know, to learn about this. Um, and then some people are like, no, you know, this game is made for these people and you're not one of those people. So it's kind of like, uh, there's a little bit of reluctance sometimes um, to do that. Um, there's one, God, I can't remember what the name of it is because I'm running on like, four hours sleep, not consecutive. Um, <laughs> hey, babies. Um, there I is warn a you PBTA. to catch up on your sleep. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> there is a, a PBTA game that was released fairly recently that's about cartels in Central and South America. Um, I don't remember the name of it. It's gotten amazing reviews. It's really fantastic. Um, but a lot of it has to do with um, you know, the culture in uh, Hispanic um, culture. And that's not a culture that I grew up in so it feels a little odd to like step into that space even though I've heard I've been told I haven't actually read um, almost like a tourist yeah and I feel like some of these games that is their purpose sure like for virgins and vixens I want people to play that game you know I want 
you know, I had Dave and Rob play that game and they'd both were like, I would never play this game on stream, but it was very interesting to play this game, you know, sitting here with a bunch of women that was, you know, very informative. I learned a lot. Um, so that's sort of the same sort of thing. If I was playing it with people who were of that culture, who were like, Hey, come play this with us. I think that would be a little different. Um, although I have heard specifically again, I don't remember his, his name. Um, the, the writer of that game, it got a whole bunch of it, like great, great reviews. Um, I believe that he says he wants everyone to play that game to kind of experience it. Right. Um, so again, like there's just different people write games for different reasons. Right. I think I think that I think most of the people who are, are are writing games that are doing this want everyone to play them. Yeah. And generally speaking. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times it's like, um, you know, they want it to be a, a tool for exploration. Right. They want it to be something where you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and build empathy for a little while. Um, and yeah, like just another busy drone in the chat room says, there's a thin, thin line between exploring and exploiting. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to like write that line. If you're playing a game in good faith, um, you know, if you're you're playing this game about cartels and you're you know you're playing it in good faith to like enjoy the game the way the author wrote it, and um, you know that's different than playing the game and playing a trope and being like the you know the, the stereotype and leaning into that part of it because I think that is not the point of it. Right. <clears throat> I, I talked uh, a lot about that. His, sec- his second question. <laughs> Pregunta dos. Oh, yeah. A technical question. In the new reality, the most valuable commodity of a game is an online character keeper. Uh, those don't come in books. Any thoughts or advice on finding tools for online play with different systems and games, especially if you're not on Roll20 or the D&D thing? And Roll for Your Party sucks. Mo. No. No. I have no. Online. No, I, I have a good offline. Where is one? I've got a great offline character key. Oh, here's <laughs> one right here. Yeah, it's on a piece of paper, uh-huh. and it never crashes. <laughs> it's a folder. Yeah, that's how I do it too. And if I fuck honestly. it up, I can just print out another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, I, I mean, <clears throat> is the reason people want an online character manager so the GM and the player both have access to it? Is that the purpose of it? I think maybe. And when I've done that, like, um, I, I've had, pe- I've just had them take pictures and text them to me. Right. Um, so, See, the thing that is, way. I wonder about <clears throat> the tabletop, the, the, the virtual tabletop mm-hmm. space at this point because it almost seems like that people are trying to turn tabletop RPGs, at least in some cases, into an MMORPG experience. Do you see what I'm saying? They want it to be seamless, and it can't be seamless. But, I mean, someone <laughs> tried to do that once already, mm-hmm. and they quickly came out with 5th edition. <laughs> yes. So, I don't know. Now, now, obviously, that's a little different, because that's where you're trying to emulate the MMORPG experience at a tabletop setting. Yeah. But they were also <laughs> in the process of trying to digitize that, to it, sort of try to, try to create... Yeah, because I mean, for a lot of these people, I think that the, the brass ring out there is an MMORPG style game where there's a there's a, there is one player sitting at the computer, being the game master, creating yeah. the stuff that's happening in real time as the players are doing it. I don't know if we're there yet. Mm-mm. I mean, I, I I applaud them for doing that, but that's all. That would be a whole different hobby. No, yeah. I mean, the closest I think that we ever came to that, and we have come fairly close to that, are personal servers for MMOs. Right. Um, so you take a game, you host it on your own server, you give yourself game uh, game master has a little bit of a different meaning for MMOs privileges, um, and you can create dragons and you can create. We used to do that when I played Ultima Online, mm-hmm. is we had you know home hosted servers, um, and you know we we do games there. But again, that's not the same thing. It, like. You know, the stats are not going to have... It's just not the same. Like, if you want that experience, you can have that experience, but it's a very different thing. It's not going to be D&D. It's not going to be PBTA. No. You know, you're not going to have... the Someone who's role-played in MMOs extensively, like, it's not the same experience. So, you know, you can type things out all you want and, you know, emote. And, you know, I guess, you, you know, we can do it over... Um, at the time it, we used Ventrilo, it was really back in the day. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of God, old, I haven't top, heard that word in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, lots of things. <clears throat> um, but 
yes, yeah, I, I feel like they they want that, and it's just never going to quite be that. Um, and I'm not. I I, I guess I've. Even as the GM, I've never been the GM who really wanted to see everybody's and have every copies of everybody's character sheets. Right. Like I take notes when we're doing the game, you know, when we're doing session zero about, and I take notes as we go about the characters, but it's like whatever your XP is or whatever your, you know, armor class is or whatever, I'm just going to ask you like at that moment. Right. Like, hey, what's your AC? Okay, great. Not that I would ever run a game that had AC. And, I, and but. The, the, the role for your party thing, I don't even know why anyone would do that. I mean, seriously. I mean, if you've got a player that you think is cheating in dice rolls, they're cheating in a role playing game. Yeah. It's like cheating playing solitaire. <laughs> it is. Well, yeah. Except, kind of, it, it, actually, it's worse than cheating playing solitaire mm-hmm. because there's other people involved in the game. Yeah. That's, and that, that's a, that would be the one difference. What is the point? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I think there's a lot of really easy ways to it, honestly. Um, at this point, I think what I would do is um, just have people make their character sheets into PDFs and upload it into Google Google Drive. Right. Make a Google Drive folder. Like, there's a million things that are super easy to do. They've got apps for free now, so it's like even if they don't have a scanner, you take a picture of the page and they can switch it to a PDF and they just upload it all from their cell phones. And then you right. have everybody's nice little PDFs of their thing. If you really wanted to, go find an online... Um, mm. PDF, fillable PDF for character sheets and just have everybody keep them on there and then you as the GM can just look at them. And, yeah. And now, as, not, far, as far as an not. online multiplayer dice roll, there are, there's, there's uh, was it Roll Dice with Friends? Yeah, there's a ton There's a of few them. of those now. Because th- that's, yeah. that's something that people really wanted because yeah. they don't trust each other. <laughs> but you that yeah. way everyone can see the dice roll, right? Yeah. That's, you, basically, everyone's looking at the same instance of a screen someone does whatever command it is to roll the dice and everyone sees the result yeah right i think mostly that became popular because of streaming because people want to see the ah okay i think that's mostly what it is i mean i'm sure there's tables that care i've never been one of those but um i think that's really where it came from and i think people see streamers do that so then they feel like they should do it and you can i mean that's great if you want to it's kind of cool like I guess if you're really into the role-playing aspect of it being like, oh, I rolled a four, like, kind of ruins it when the GM can just see it and be like, you know, oh, this is what happened. But I bet I don't think most people do that. I think they're oh, like, I, wonder I rolled if, a four. I, I wonder if he's talking about roll for your dot party, which is actually an online dice roller. Oh. I'm just That's looking at this. Cool. It's got an X card. Oh, uh, and it's got all the different kinds of dice, and those look like fillable things where you can put in how many, so you can do any kind of dice pool or whatever. Oh, nice! Oh, but I may- think Jason used this. But maybe he says it sucks. I don't know. It, I mean, it doesn't look pretty, certainly. Oh, well, if it might be just functional and not aesthetic. I don't know. Maybe I don't know, but it, it, when I when I when I opened it, it gave me mm-hmm. roll for your par- roll for your dot party slash room, and then it has a this one says strongly equal giraffe, which must be like a an assigned <laughs> room. Oh, okay. So I can give that if I once I log in, I could probably give that link to other players, and they would all see the same the same page. Yeah. I'm That's assuming. Cool. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I like that. I like I really like that as an X card. That's cool because that is one of the the things that's a little bit hard over online gaming. Um, like yeah, you can. There's a million things you can like do the hand signs. You can type it in chat. You can do all these different things. But if there's literally just an X card there that you can click on and maybe it doesn't say who cl- who did it, that's fantastic. Especially if you're streaming because then you know then it's like you're not really sure who um, who who ticked the X, the X card. And you're like, okay, well, we're going to pull, pull, pull away from that. There is the way to do the X card right there. I've been b- complaining yeah. about safety tools for so long. If mm-hmm. everyone's in this thing and it's anonymized and you can't tell and someone clicks on the X card, it's okay, great. we're moving on. That's yeah. the way that shit should be working. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, you can't do, I mean, you could do that in person. Like, I, I love the function of the X card, but that is one of the drawbacks of doing it in person is everyone then looks at you because you tagged the X card and... I know people who have not done it when they should have in games sure. because they were afraid of that pressure. 
Right. So yeah, if you can just click on it anonymously and nobody knows it's you. I just clicked on the X card and it brought up a, a dialogue window. It says, if you would like to be specific about the content requiring your use of the of these this safety tool, you may do so here. If not, you may leave it blank. I'm clicking cool. OK. Uh, and it said, oh, it just brings up a pop-up. Someone played the X card. That's cool. That's I like awesome. That. Yeah. What an interesting... Very nice. What a, that is an interesting... Now, the graphics suck. <laughs> the graphics suck. I mean... Okay. I, it looks... The, 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 the images of the dice look like that I made them. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Okay. Well, that, maybe that's why it's... <laughs> why they but it's, it's got sucks. a lot of functions. It's got a, a D4, D6, D6P, which I'm assuming needs pool. Like, oh. do a dice pool. Like a D6 dice mm-hmm. pool. D8, D10, D12, D20, DF... It's a DF. I'm going to see what a DF is. Sorry. I'm now interested in this. Uh, It gave me a blank. Oh, fate dice. Oh, wow. They've got everything. Yeah. And then it has a spot for tokens, cards, labels, and then if you want to have different dice colors. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then also you can fast forward and and rewind the dice rolls that have happened. So if you... Like, wait, what what did you roll for that? I don't remember. You can go back. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a okay. neat thing. Yeah, I'm gonna put that in my bag of tricks. Thank you, Mo, for teaching us the thing and also asking very uh, detailed multi-step questions. That is, in fact, what you meant by "roll for your party sucks." And if it's not, you should check that thing out. Because the graphics suck, <laughs> but it, but yeah, it looks like it's functional. Maybe we'll see. All right, thank you very right. much, Mo. Yeah, a GMing exercise from Ben in Texas. That's salutations. That's Texas in Spanish. Oh, okay. Soy de Tejas. Pregunta dos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Salutations, uh, salicious douchebags. You are the game master. The party consists of a retired space wizard, a farm boy with undiscovered powers, a mm. smuggler, and his space alien co-pilot. Okay. I have no idea very, what we're talking about. Very innovative. I'm excited yeah. so far. I like the idea. Good setup. Yeah. Completely different, like nothing I've ever heard of. The party just failed their role to escape the tractor beam of the enormous space Nazi base. Mm-hmm. The party deliberates and decides that they will hide from the space Nazis until they can take some of them out and steal their uniforms. Then they will sneak onto uh, into a control room and disable the tractor beam before making their escape. How many times do you ask them to roll and for what? May the Schwartz be with you, Ben from Tejas. You want to go first or should I go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Uh, fail, uh, does this fail the roll to, to, to um, escape the tractor beam? Party decides they're going to hide, so I'm going to ask for some kind of stealth roll mm-hmm. or concealment roll. Yeah. And there's going to be some kind of roll by the, by the storm, uh, space Nazis to, um, <laughs> to uh, try to detect them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since I roll so well, the game probably ends there. Um, yes. But, and they're doomed. Uh, if they if if they pass that roll and they clear the ship, or no wait they no no Sam no he he has a slightly different hide from the space Nazis until they can oh that's right they're going to club them and then take their uniforms yeah. so they're going to have to be, be able to get in there and get past them so their backs are turned so I would require that detection roll by the space mm-hmm. Nazis mm-hmm. then I would require probably require another stealth roll because they're going to have to get out from there quickly and quietly. And then, uh, and then, a very simple, quick combat to knock them out. Yeah. For something like that, when you're going after someone from behind, I would just make it a, a real simple brawl roll or something like that. And then yeah. uh, I'm not making them. No, if I'm playing Call of Cthulhu, <laughs> I'm going to have them make luck rolls to see if there is a uniform in their size. <laughs> this would be a very interesting game to run in Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> Like, what is at the center of that giant space Nazi base that it needs to be called Cthulhu? Right, Cthulhu's eye. <laughs> it's giant. <laughs> Big gloomy eye. Yeah. Um, let's see. So Guys, people mad. That's where all the power comes from of the Schwartz. There you go. <laughs> uh, then, the, then they sneak into the control and disable the, the tractor beam before they can make their escape. Probably another stealth roll and probably some sort of technical technical roll to do that. And then, of course, as they escape. Uh, at that point, they're probably not being as stealthy. They're probably more trying to get to their ship as quickly as they possibly can. But they might not want to trigger a, um, an, a like a, a, a ship wide alarm. Mm-hmm. So maybe they would. I would require a stealth roll if that's their choice. Yeah. And uh, and then I'm going to have guys waiting for them because they're while they've been gone, 
someone discovered the ship sitting there. The ship. Well, they knew the ship sitting there because they brought it yeah. in with a tractor beam. But someone's going to have discovered the the naked guys, the naked not space <laughs> Nazis in the ship right. or something. So there, I will have a firefight getting back to the getting their ship yeah. back. Yeah, and then a piloting roll at the end. Probably yes, probably a piloting roll because they're going to have to you know make it out that very narrow opening mm-hmm. thing on the space yeah. Nazi station. I think I'd do that except just divide that in half, and I would have them roll for about half as much stuff. <laughs> 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 just take that all of that and delete half of it, and that is what well, I you don't. Like. I mean, you don't want them <laughs> sneaking onto this Nazi space station. No, but I mean, the systems I would run, the systems I would run wouldn't have contested roles. So if they make their their stealth roll, there Mm -hmm. wouldn't be a contested roll by the Nazis to detect them. So the stuff, like a lot of that, the stuff you were describing there, they wouldn't have to have two rolls for it. It'd be one roll. I wouldn't be rolling. If they succeeded, great. If they failed, then they'd be detected. Right. Um, So generally, that's that's more of a system difference, not a GM preference difference. Right. Yeah. Well, GM preference Mm -hmm. on system. Well, oh. Yeah, it may not be the GM. It could be the players too. The players. Like, we, 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 so complicated. <laughs> so we sound like. We sound like <laughs> I'm gonna start talking like this in all my games. Let's do runs. That's how he sounds like. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that was I, for most of it. Like definitely all the stealth rolls. Um, it probably would depend unless they were going. Like I'd probably only have them roll the stealth rolls when they move to a different location. Um, like I wouldn't have them continually rolling stealth rolls through the whole thing. It's like, okay, now we're sneaking into this room. Okay, roll stealth again. You oh know? no, so, well, no! I only called for three. Okay. I, call, I called for one to hide. Assuming mm-hmm. you're using stealth, you don't have another skill for right. concealment. Mm-hmm. One to get to the space to, to get to the control room, and mm-hmm. another one optional if they want to try to, to leave undetected. Yeah. Um, I probably also would not throw in the firefight at the end unless they failed some of their stealth. Well, rolls. I'm a dick. I know you are. <laughs> this is why we're talking about the difference. Like, I probably, like, for me, there'd have to be the domino effect of other things happening to trigger people to be suspicious or to set, sound the alarm to find those naked guys or whatever. Right. Um, so, yeah. Well, cool. see that, but see that now. If you go by by what happened in what he's referencing, yeah. they came out and they were supposed to be guarding that ship, mm-hmm. right? But then they left. They were, yeah. They, Someone's they were. gonna say, "Well, the fuck! I put two guys there. Where the fuck did they go?" And he's yeah. gonna go down there to try to find him, chew them out, or he's gonna check the coffee room or the break room <laughs> and see if they're there. Just leave a little sign, <laughs> wait for coffee back soon. <laughs> Tape it to the ship. <laughs> but there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a supervisor who's pretty hot under the collar, yeah. wanting to know why his dudes aren't where they're supposed to be. Yeah, especially when your you know price of failure is murder. Right. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, you get force choked. So, great. All right. I'm going to make sure my dudes are in a place. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Ben from Tejas, for the yeah. for the um, very original uh, scenario, uh, scenario yeah. for the Game Master exercise. Unlike anything I've ever heard of. Yes. I like, and I like these, these. Uh, uh, they it, are fun. It, it, was, it was one of the, uh, oh. I can't remember who who was sending those because he was sending mm-hmm. them fairly regularly, but I like them. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah. uncommon man, but it's probably not uncommon man. It's probably the other <laughs> person whose name I can't remember, and I'm yeah. and I just probably again attributed an email to the wrong person. Yeah, they should write in and tell you. <laughs> right, and I'm sure they will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that, that's it. Awesome. Um, anything else you want you want to say before uh, we close it out? Um, no, we have some new games coming up. Um, we had one just start this last week, um, and we have a new one started. Kurt is going to be running Lighthearted, which he's run on our stream a couple times as like a beta. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of the final version. Um, he's got pretty art for it and everything. Um, and that will be on Mondays, every that, other Monday. Is, is that the Lighthearted that he's running? That's the one he wrote, yeah. Oh, okay, right. So um, so that's very exciting. He's done one shots here before, but this is his first like campaign of it. Excellent. Um, so, yeah. Um. <clears throat> and, it, and at some point, Call of Cthulhu is going to start back up, isn't it? Yes. And it is it July. And it, was, it is. Is it in July that I'm going to be there's doing that? There's a date. Yeah, there's a date. I don't, it's okay. on the, go look at the calendar. This is why I put it on the calendar, so I don't have to remember on four hours of sleep, not consecutive. I will look on the calendar. Someone's asking about a Decima update. Oh, Decima update. Uh, yes, uh, the surveys went out. Um, I made a mistake, so I had to stop the surveys. I'm spending tonight typing in like a million... 
things to fix it, and they should be back open by Monday. And uh, yes, so they're they're doing they're doing well. It's very exciting. You uh, Samantha's to... working on all the arts. Um, follow you can follow the updates on the Kickstarter page. I've been making sure to do them pretty regularly, um, so you can see art updates there. Um, and yeah, continuing on. Um, if you did not get your um, uh, your survey email, please let me know though, because you should definitely have gotten that by now, even if the link's not working because I had to close it because I messed up on one shipping thing. But I, not bad for my first Kickstarter. I filled mine out in a timely manner. Well done. And well now done. I have to do it again. No. Oh, I don't. Okay. Good. No. If you filled it out, you don't have to do it again. It's just people who are just now going to fill it out. It's on pause right now. Oh. So they're hitting the link and it's like, you can't do this right now. And then they freak out and they send me an email because they didn't read the update. And then <laughs> like 90% of running Kickstarter is answering questions that you've already posted the answer to. It's like teaching. That's what I'm good at. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, Oh, yes. It's very easy to update your survey open until we ship in, like, November. What? I just started playing the song. Oh, sorry. You started muting me. People in the chat room asked, I'm moving in four weeks. Is it easy to update the address? Yes. You can just log back in using that same link that was sent to you, um, and we're going to leave it open until, like, November. Um, so when we actually do the shipping, um, so people can update their addresses as they move, because lots of people are probably going to move between now and November. Or you could... You put my address down, and I'll throw it in a corner and leave it here for eight years. That's true. That happens, <laughs> and then eventually, like someone else just takes it home and like, hey, cool. <laughs> no, that hasn't happened. All the stuff is Free still stuff. here. <laughs> All right, I'm now okay. going to play the song. Okay. Thank you for joining us for season 27, 27 episode three of Happy Trick Trick Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. And thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week at 7 p.m. Pacific time at happyjacks.org slash live. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. With reckless abandon, we pursue this hobby from Michigan to Australia and maybe East Timor. Be a dreadful exalted girls or dungeons and dragons. Why problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make? Why problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make?